Welcome to Harvest Hour with Reverend Dr. Godwin Alija. Today's message is from the vast teaching archives of the man of God, who is also the lead pastor of the Harvest Missions Chapel, Assemblies of God International Church, a first century church in the 21st century world. Join us today as we explore truths of God's word for the building up of our faith and victorious living in Christ Jesus. God bless you. Now, today's message. What is up to foreign soil to work a distant land? Oh, yeah. Please give it up for them again one more time. I want to welcome all of you to the house of God. It's always a joy to see you. I've always said that the times are very difficult and people are choosing other things apart from God. But you have chosen to be in the house of God. Bible says that better is one day in your court than thousands elsewhere. Today, do me a favor. In the next one minute, 1 Corinthians 14.2 says that when you speak in tongues, you don't speak to men. You speak mysteries to God. Sometimes there are some things inside you that you cannot find words to express. But this morning, <laughs> I want you to rise to your feet and just, I don't know what is on your heart, but we have 60 seconds and I want you to cry it out to God. You know, let, let, let that thing jump out to the Lord. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Samandi Gazakataya Legazura Babaturi Ambataya Lagazura Babalabasutariadai Emadori and Delabasuri Atakatonayada Lord, this morning as your children travail, there is something on the heart of every man and woman. Let their hearts, let their spirits. Speak mysteries unto you. Randi Sandaya. Open your mouth. Speak to the Lord in any language that you you deem fit. Jesus, shall we be seated? 
places. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I've seen some people. Hallelujah. And they know I have seen them. But please, it's between me and them. Hallelujah. What a wonderful day it is for us to gather in the presence of God. I want us to read two scriptures and then we will jump into what God wants us to. The beginning of this year when I was praying to God about the direction of this church. I just want you to know that a church that is of God is shepherded by God. The church does not move by the direction of man. Any church that is orchestrated by man will fail. And as I waited on the Lord, I felt like God says, in your second year, build the capacity of my people. Because in the third year, there will be explosion. You didn't hear me. God says, we should build the capacity of our people in this second year. Because the explosion that is coming, if you are not grounded, you won't understand. It's going to be like a tsunami. But that tsunami is not going to sink you. It's going to lift you up. It's going to cause you to soar. It's going to take you to the next level. And if you are not grounded, even when God opens the opportunities, you won't see. And that is why, if you notice, we have devoted ourselves to teaching and digging deep into the things of God. Uh, it may not always be pleasant. Teaching is like giving medicine to the sick. When you take the medicine, it's bitter. But it will bring transformation that will cause you to go to the next level. And we launched the Nehemiah project. And we have been looking at the life of Nehemiah. How God caused Nehemiah to execute his agenda within the shortest possible time. Anytime the time is short, you don't waste time doing so many things. Do you understand? Now, if there is a shorter way to travel, why would you rather go the longest route? Because if you go the longest route, you waste time, energy, and the chances are that you may not get there. And so we have seen from the life of Nehemiah that he had a good heart. He had a good heart. And what made him finish the work in 52 days was not his macho, it was his heart. And we understand that if we, as people of God, will work on the conditions of our hearts, we are going to make a lot of difference. And you realize that last week, we looked at how we need to be moved, how we need to be moved by the word of God. People of God, sometimes the word of God will not make sense to you. But it is definitely the way, the truth, and the life. You know, and anytime you decide to do things your own way, you will end up either failing or going the long way and you will never get there. If you don't believe me, ask Brother Jonah. <laughs> ask Brother Jonah. Brother Jonah thought he could have smart God and he decided to do his own thing and he paid money and everything, but he didn't get there. And so, I want us to avoid the situation of becoming like Brother Jonah. We looked at how it's important to guard our hearts. We looked at how it's important to watch our confessions, the things we say. Because we know that the devil does not know anything about us unless we tell him. So, some of us, our morph is what is killing us. Let me say it like my friends. Our morph is what is killing us. Everything you say, it is not everything that comes to your mind that your mouth must say. I learned from my friends, say some and leave some. <laughs> it's wisdom. Say some and leave some. Because the very moment you start talking too much, you give the enemy ammunition over you. So, and then we say, watch your attitude, watch your character. And then we also said that be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So, those of you who did not come last week, I have summarized last week's sermon for you. This week, we want to delve into the issues of the heart. 
we want to look at one of the factors, the heart. It would explain why that is important. Nehemiah 1, 4 to 8, and Proverbs 4, 23. Those are the two scriptures we'll be leaning on today. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse number 4 to verse number 8. Proverbs chapter 4, 23. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse number 4. When I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. Then I said, oh Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands. Listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. Proverbs 4, 23. Proverbs 4, 23 says, Guard your hearts above all else, for it determines the course of your life. This is the new living translation. Father, your word is already anointed. Anoint my lips of clay that I can speak the oracles unto your people. Amen. So, I want to exalt us on the theme, guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. I did a little research on the human heart and I was amazed at some of the things that I found. Research has shown that the human heart weighs less than a pound. It's about 450 grams, not even kilograms. The human heart is about 450 grams, less than a pound. Yet, it beats more than 100,000 times a day. So, now that you're sitting here, by the time the day is over, your heart has beaten 100 times. And if you are the kind who is always in trouble, it's probably 120. Because you palpitate. And in your lifetime, your heart is likely to beat 2.5 billion times. Average. Average. And I was shocked to know that the capillaries, the system, the blood vessels, arteries, and veins that the heart uses in its operation is about 60,000 miles long. This thing that the heart uses. It's about 60,000 miles long. In other words, it's enough to go around the world twice. God is an amazing God. It's enough to go around the world twice. Now, without your heart, your body quickly ceases. We had a man who would always say, Makuma, stop. And indeed, his heart stopped. Eh? You heard that woman at Konfanoche. Dr. Makumate. Dr. Etio, Dr. Ebetio, then she shouted, ah, at it. It is said that, it's, especially in the Western world, the number one disease that kills is the heart disease. So we realize that even biologically, the heart is the center, the control. When your heart ceases, then you can be clinically declared dead. How many of you understand what pastor is teaching already? Now, Jesus spoke a lot about the heart. Spiritually, Jesus uses the heart as a metaphor for the inner life. The seat of physical, spiritual, and mental life. That everything around you evolves from the heart. And that is why Bible says that if you don't guard this heart, the course of your life will not be right. 
He says, guard your heart because it is out of the heart that your life is executed. Or in other words, whatever decision you take in life, how far you go, how you fail, what you do, what you don't do, it's all from the heart. So, this thing that we are calling heart is so important and is so crucial because it is where the seat of governance is. And that is why when we are accepting Jesus, we say we accept Jesus into our hearts. Metaphorically, saying that we want Jesus to take control of our whole being. We don't say we accept Jesus in your mind because your mind, you know, some of us, the things in our mind, Jesus cannot stay there. The mind is, as for the mind, you can't stop it all. It can think all kinds of crazy things. But the very moment you accept the things and it descends into your heart, that it becomes part of you. You understand? So, as for the bed, the bed will fly over your head. You can't stop the bed, but at least you can stop the bed from pooping on your head. Eh? So, the mind can think about a lot of things. Sometimes, Charlie, you look at somebody, Charlie, this guy, if I get him, I'll slap him. But you haven't done it. He just passed through your mind. <laughs> you see? So, you immediately discard it. Because the kind of things that the, in fact, not things, things is, that the mind can imagine. Some people, they are here, but they are in the bronze in America. Their mind has taken them to Israel. <laughs> some of you the corners your mind has taken you right now only God knows that is why I thank God that God does not judge us by the mind but <laughs> I like the hymn <laughs> but the very moment you allow the things to settle in your heart then it's not becoming part of you the heart is the seat of your oppressions now we, we notice that in the life of Nehemiah, he has shown a lot of character. He's shown from his prayer that his heart has continually been with God. And not, not that he was 100%, but he was always purging his heart. He was always regulating his heart to align with the will of God. Because until then, you cannot walk in the, in the, in the steps of God. Because your heart is polluted. Your heart is not good. And God does not look at us based on our appearance. You can see that in 1 Samuel. When Samuel was sent to anoint a king in the house of Jesse. And when Eliab appeared, Samuel said, Samuel, this is a prophet who started hearing the voice of God when he was a baby. He looked at Eliab and said, surely this is the king. And God says, no, I have rejected him. Because he was looking at how thick and tall, how well spoken how eloquent, how he smelled good. Then God says no. Then Abinadab came. It, and then finally God told him, Samuel, listen to me. Man looks at the outward appearance. But I, the Lord, I look at the heart. I look at the conditions of the heart. So as we sit here, even though we are all looking good, God is actually interested in the content of our hearts. He's interested in that thing that is sitting inside you. He's interested in the decisions that define you. He's interested in how you carry yourself. And people of God, I have come to the conclusion that if the church does not purge our hearts, we cannot fulfill the will of God. The issues of the heart. And that is why the Bible says, guard it. The Bible says, protect it. Get, get, get AK-47. Stand in front of your heart. Because, you see, the thing about the heart is that it is so open to whoever takes dominion. That's the thing. So, if you allow the devil to take over you, you begin to do things that you never imagined you could do. Because you have given the devil the seat of governance in your, in your life. You can be speaking in tongues, but your heart is for, the, is for the devil. That's why Jesus told the Pharisees, you people worship God with your mouth, but your heart is far away from him. That is the tricky thing. You can be in the house of God, speak in tongues, born again for many years, but your heart is still not good. Guarding your heart means that make sure that you lock it with key. 
guarding your heart. Not guarding your heart is like coming to church and then you left your doors ajar, open, and you came here. If you remember you have left your door, you run from church. It doesn't matter the anointing falling here. You run. True or false? But when it comes to the heart, we open it and we don't even care. It's just like you park your car and you leave the key in the car around community one or Nima. You don't want to do that. You leave your key in your car. So, not guarding our hearts is synonymous to opening up for everything to come in. And that's our problem. So, why is it so important to guard our hearts? And that is what Proverbs told us. That Proverbs says that every step you take is from your heart. Every decision you make is from your heart. If you are going to go to heaven, it's from your heart. If you are going to succeed, it's from your heart. If you are going to make it, it's from your heart. If you are going to love your brother, it's from your heart. If you are going to love your children, it's from your heart. If you are going to be a family man, it's from your heart. If you are going to be honored by God, everything is from the heart. He said, guard your heart for it determines the course of your life. Some of you think it's our PhD that determines the course of your life. You will go and go and go. You, you see, the devil can give you some temporary success. But at the end of the line, you realize that you have made a mistake because you have followed the wrong thing. It is not your academics. I'm not discounting academics. It is not your beauty. I'm not discounting looking good. But it is when you allow God to take the governance and the seat of your heart, then your life will be more meaningful. Hallelujah. Because everything, everything flows from your heart. But you see, the devil is a very bad devil. Because he knows that everything the devil does, he's fighting the conditions of our heart. Some of you, as we think that the devil is interested in our money, the devil doesn't need money. That guy has everything. But he will use the lack of money to punch your heart. That is why every time the devil will get you, your heart will be tired. He will punch you from every angle, make sure there are troubles, and then until you get to a point of being tired, you give up. Then say, yes, this is what I want to do. The battle is determined by how strong or weak your heart is. Because the stronger your heart, the more powerful you are, the more you can understand the things of God, the more you can fight the things of the devil. But if your heart is weak, and the weakness will come by the issues of life, how life is treating you, how friends are betraying you, how work is treating you, how sickness is pushing you down. And it, all these things are meant to weaken your heart so that you denounce God. One time, they were showing a documentary of, on Muhammad Ali. How many of you remember Muhammad Ali? Some people don't remember that famous boxer. And the friend went to his, Muhammad Ali's uh, boxing uh, training. And he saw Muhammad Ali. He says, Muhammad Ali says, I want you to time me how much I can run or something. And then the guy was holding the clock. He's asking Muhammad Ali, should I start? He said, no, 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 wait. So Muhammad Ali started jumping, skipping, rolling, doing all kinds of things. About two good hours. Then he told the guy, now you can start timing me. And the guy said, why do you wait till you get tired to be timed? It's almost like you've ex expended all the energy. He said, that is what determines the winner from the loser. When you are tired, that is when the fight is determined. People of God, it is not by accident that the enemy is all over us. He wants us to be weak so that we ourselves will give up. But the fight is determined at your weakest level. Because Bible says that when you are weak, my strength is made perfect. When you don't have grace, my grace is sufficient for you. When everything is against you, I am standing for you. And so, when that time comes and Jesus is not controlling your heart, you realize that your strength will give way. How many of you understand the revelation that God is showing us? And so, when you guide your heart, even in your weakest ebb, 
the Lord will come to your aid. Because he's the king. He's the chief. He's the superintendent of your heart. And when you go through life and things are hitting you on every side, he will stand tall and strong for you. Guard your heart. All believers, pastors inclusive, our hearts are being tested every day. Our hearts are being fought every day. The devil wants to put his own things inside. Now, when you read uh, Matthew, I think Matthew 7 or so, Bible says that when a demon is cast out of a man, the demon will go into solitary places. And when he comes back and the heart where he was cast out from is not filled, he will go and get seven stronger demons. And they will come and possess the person. And the conditions of the person will be worse than before. So you realize that this heart must be filled by something. The heart cannot be left just like that. You either have Jesus in your heart or Satan in your heart, period. And if Jesus is in your heart, then you you have to feed the Jesus. Let Jesus understand that he is the one who governs you. That's why the Bible says that you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve Satan and serve God at the same time. Some of us in, in the church, the only thing that is Christian about us is we come to church on Sunday. That is it. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we serve other masters. How do I know? Watch what you say. Some of us, the toxins that come, Bible says, out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. You cannot say it's a slip of tongue. Your heart is already filled. You alone. Unless some, somebody does not cross you. Unless somebody does not do something to you. May show be But Jesus when he was being nailed on the cross. He says father forgive them. For they don't know what they are doing. That is a difficult thing. God says guard your heart. What are some of the things that we have to guard our hearts from? Guard your hearts from unfaithfulness. Guard your heart from lust. Guard your heart from immorality. Guard your heart from fornication, adultery. Guard your heart from bitterness. Because if you don't, the enemy will come and take over gradually, gradually, gradually. Eh? When your eye sees the thing once and you know it will be a problem, don't look at it twice. Guard your heart from Concordica. Some Christians are pouring into more bottle. And when they see their pastor, they say, praise the Lord. You are not deceiving pastor. You are deceiving yourself. Guard your heart from unfaithfulness. Because when you are able to trust God, God will come through for you. You see, last Sunday I said there are two categories of people. There are some people who are in the situation and they are like, oh God, help me. They are praying. God has seen it. God will come. You see, one prayer that God cannot refuse his children is when you ask for help. But there are some people, their hearts are classified. They don't care. They think they are showing God. That guy who told God that God, when you give me money, I'll pay my tithe. I will make sure I give a turn to you. And then the friend says, Hey, Kojo, give it to me. I said, He's tricking God. People of God, it is not cool to stay in sin. You see, God accepts the sinner. But when you come to him, you don't have to live in sin. Because sin poisons your heart. Sin destroys your heart. Sin confuses you. Sin will cause you not to even hear the voice of God. Sin will cause you not to walk in the will of God. Habitual sin will not aid your heart to be pure before God. Guard your hearts. Guard your heart from masturbation. Guard your heart from pornography. Guard your heart from immoral sexual activities. Guard your hearts. It will keep on you gradually. Guard your heart. 
What are the things that we should guard our hearts from? We should guard our hearts from falling in love with the world. Because the world is very tempting. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday who spoke like money is everything in this world. I said, you see? You see how the devil can cause you to love money instead of God. Money, we are only custodians of money. I'm telling you, a time will come when they give you money to not mean anything to you. Steve Jobs, when he was dying, his bank account was full. It meant nothing at that point when he was dying. At that point, what matters is who is in your heart. Where are you going when you die? Guide your heart, people of God. Let's guide our heart from falling in love with other things. Let's your, love the Lord with all your heart. Let's look at Mark uh, chapter 12. Let's read a little bit from uh, verse 37. Let's see what Jesus says. When Jesus spoke to the people, how they felt. Or maybe Mark 12, read from, yeah, from 30. Let's read from verse 30. Let's read from verse 30. And you must love the Lord your God with all your, say with me, with all your, and all your, and all your, and all your. That's what Jesus told them. That if you are going to succeed in life, don't split your love. Eh? That Rick is the guy who is deceiving you. It's Azan. If you love God, God will show you who he can dwell with. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, not part of your heart. If you're in the church and you're loving God with part of your heart, eh? some instrumentalists will play in the church and they go and play in disco. Not this one. This one, they are anointed. Please put your hands together for them. If I should come for car inspection, the kind of music that people are listening in their cars, you come and sing worship. You are, what do we call it? What is the song you taught us? The pages of my heart is blah, blah, blah. Then you go and then you sit in your car. Hey! Are you loving God with all your hearts, brother? Are, we, are you loving God with all your soul? Are you loving God with all your mind? Are you loving God with all your strength? That is what will protect us. In this season in which we are, eh? if your heart is not with God, it will be hard. Hey, people of God, the days are evil. These things that God is, made, is teaching us, that is what will stabilize us in this difficult time. And then he says, 31. 31. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than this. In other words, all the commandments in the Bible, loving God and loving your neighbor is the most important. If you don't love God, you can't love your neighbor. You can't say that I love God, but I don't ask for this sister. There's something wrong with your heart. Jesus loved the, uh, uh, the sinner. Zacchaeus. Jesus loved Zacchaeus. Mary. Jesus loved Mary. Even though they were sinful on the outside, they had a heart that was yearning for the Lord. That is why the Bible says, don't judge. Because we judge according to the outward appearance. We judge according to what you have heard. But you don't know what the person is doing with God in his heart daily, striving to know God. Love the Lord with all your heart. Number three, don't focus on outward appearance. Don't focus on the outward appearance. Do you know, we all have the tendency to be hypocritic. Very Hypocrisy is almost like the invisible hand in the church. When you see some people, the way you address them is different from other people. I'm telling you, Watch your work. Take your time and observe yourself. There are some people you end up giving much more attention. There are some people you look a little less. But if your heart is right with God, it doesn't matter who the person is. You will love them all the same. That is the kind of spirit we want in this church. That is the spirit that will take us to the next level. That is the spirit that is godly. Because Jesus was a rabbi, the son of God. But he came down 
give me Philippians chapter 2. I love that scripture. Philippians chapter 2, let's read from verse 5. Listen, this is Jesus. Philippians is talking about Jesus. Philippians, he said, you must have this same attitude that Christ Jesus had. In other words, he's saying that this is the standard. What attitude did Christ Jesus have? Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to be cling to. What did he do? Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. And when he appeared in the human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Therefore, so you see that Jesus could have bossed over people. I've always said that if I was Jesus, eh, five years you hear of me. Ten years if I can talk. But this powerful God who came down in the form of man humbled himself. You didn't even, apart from the 12 years that we heard of him, when he, we, we didn't hear of Jesus until he was 30 years. What was he doing? He was serving his father. His mother sent him to go and buy tomatoes. Go and try. Jesus, go and buy me onion. And oh, yes, mother. Yes, mama. Yes, mama. Some of us, when God promotes us more, we become full of ourselves. When God, God promotes us more. When God puts more money in our pockets. That is why some of us are chasing money, we are not getting it. God is waiting for our hearts to be right. Yeah. God is waiting for our hearts. So, don't look by the appearance. Don't look at the appearance of people. Don't judge things by the appearance. Then the number four, guarding your heart means that you give out of your heart, not out of the capacity of your pocket. Now, if you look at the uh, Mark chapter 12, 41 to 44, Bible talks about a woman who came to the offering bowl and dropped some pennies. And others came and they dropped a lot of money. And when they left, Jesus told the disciples, this woman has given more. Because the woman, even though she didn't have much, gave all. So, giving is one of the ways the conditions of your heart is determined. That is why I always tell people that pain of tithe, eh, God does not need your cities in heaven. Oh. God is only trying to see the conditions of your heart. Because he knows that money cannot control you. Listen, there is nothing wrong with having money. The problem is when money has you. Money should not have you. You can have money. But before you can have money, God wants to make sure that the conditions of your heart is not such that money will have you. Because some of you, if God blesses us right now, we'll backslide. Yeah, we'll backslide. So, when you are giving to God, give out of that, your heart, not out of your pockets. Give out of your heart. Because anytime you give out of your heart, you please God with your offering. But when you give out of your pocket, you, you are looking at the physical appearance of your pocket. When I have, I give. When I don't have, I give. When I feel, I give. It's like you treat God like me. When I like it, then I do. But this is the almighty God. He's the owner of your life. He's the one who superintends over everything around you. If he takes your breath today, you don't have life. That house that you have built, if God does not help you, you will sleep in it one day. You will sleep in it one day. Some people have got into stages in their life. They have all the money, but doctors say, don't eat oil, don't eat salt, don't eat sugar, don't eat salt. You eat your food like where you have money. So you realize that it is not the money. It is the conditions of the heart. And you should not allow money to control you. Give to the Lord generously. And that's what we have been handling. Some of us, too, when we give, we want to be oga. Everybody must see us. I had a, a friend, a pastor friend in California. And one day a rich man approached him and said, how much offering should I give to be part of the inner core? Then the pastor looked at him and said, there is no inner call. There is nothing like inner call. We are all children of God. We all give according to the capacity of our heart, not our pockets. 
but if your heart is good, you give more to God because you know that you are you, you are a conduit. Do you understand? You are a conduit. You are only there, there. And the more you give, you see, look at this hand. If you squeeze this hand, nothing comes in, nothing goes out. But if your hand is like this, things will pass through. And you are always happy because the more you give, the more you have. The more you give, the more you have. And there is always freshness. Do you know why we call the Dead Sea the Dead Sea? It takes from everywhere but it does not give. Some of us, we are like the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea will take, 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 but will not give. I know I'm teaching God. What should we guard our hearts against? We must keep our hearts holy. Holy, to begin with, means... You know, how many of you know the word integer? Integer. Integer. Set of whole numbers. That is the original word for holiness. And that is where we have the word integrity. It means that you are the same in the house. You are the same in church. You are the same at work. You are the same wherever you are. Some of us, you only smile with pastor here in the church. When we go home, you are different. Integrity is that if I love Mama Lou at home, I should love Mama Lou at church. I should love Mama Lou at work. Wherever I go, I should love her. Some of us, the slaps you give to your wives before you come to church, they come and sing, praise the Lord. May the Lord have mercy on us. They gay, gay, gay. Your children, pop, pop. When you get, when, when you are coming home, they, 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 the children are giving you a nickname. You don't know. You are coming. They say, hey, the last killer is coming. You'll be sitting there, they'll talk about you, you don't know. Last killer, my. Because now you have become a killer to your children. Grace, mercy, and atonement forever. I say grace, mercy, and atonement forever. Amen? As for this hard thing, I will dig it. I will dig into it. Because I know that if the Lord is able to heal our hearts, the next level is assured. We will go to the next level. The devil cannot have any hold on us. Bible says the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in me. If the prince of this world has something in you, he will trap you by those things. He will trap you by the money. He will trap you by the things that you love aside God. So Lord, help my heart. Lord, work on the conditions of my heart. Lord, purify my heart. Lord, let my heart be the heart of Christ. But Pierre says that let my heart break with the things that break the heart of God. Until then, we cannot be the people positioned for the next level. Nehemiah had a good heart. Nehemiah, you see, if you have a good heart, you always see yourself in the light of God, not in the light of what people say about you. Everybody say, hey, you, hey, just ask for this woman, she's good, oh. This woman, she's pure. Oh, this woman. Don't be fooled. Go back to God and say, God, what do you say about me? That is what is important. What people say about you is what they see. But we don't judge people by outward appearance. We judge people from the heart. And we don't see the heart. It's only God who sees the heart. So when you come to God, Nehemiah came to God and cried to God. Even though on the surface, everybody saw Nehemiah as this purest man, this amazing man, this glorious man. But when he came to the presence of God, he said, God, forgive me my sins and the sins of my people Israel. That is humility. Bible said Job will always sacrifice on behalf of the children. Because he says, I don't know that maybe in their merrymaking, they offended God. So Job will always make sacrifices. Pride is one of the dangerous things that can happen to the heart. Because if there is pride in your heart, you don't see the reality. May God help us. A good place to start is the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22. It's important. If you go home, write the fruit of the spirit down, paste it on your bed. And every day when you are praying, ask God, God, do I have love? Do I have kindness? Do I have goodness? Do I have self-control? Do I have perseverance? Check yourself. That is the Christian maturity. Not speaking in tongues alone. What are the benefits? Some of the benefits of keeping your heart with God and working on the conditions of your heart. Philippians 4, 7. I like Philippians 4, 7. Look at what Philippians 4, 7 says about some of the peace that you have in your heart. Philippians 4, 7. 
I like that. He said, then you would experience God's peace. Go to the six so that we can understand better. Just one step before. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So, when you stop worrying and you pray, no, you've gone back to Mark, bro. Philippians 4. So, the other version says, be careful for nothing. Do not be anxious for anything. Okay, so let's go to the seven now. Seven, work with me. Then you would experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guide your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. You see how to guide your heart? The woes of life will come. But when you come to the Lord in prayer, that is why prayer meeting is important. It's one of the ways that you can guide your heart with God's peace. He said, the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guide your heart. Let me tell you, peace is not when you have everything. Because you can have everything and lose your peace. Some of us are looking for peace from the wrong places. But let the peace of God, is the benefits, the peace of God guards our heart. What does, when, when your heart is filled with God, you guard your heart, what does it make you do? You feel strong. You feel strong. Psalm 73 verse 26 says that my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is the strength of my heart. So when you lose, you guard your heart and God takes over, your physical heart may fail. Conditions around you may break. Things will be confusing. Ghana may not be bearable. But God will be the strength of your heart. God will be your anchor. God will be your great grace. Number three, what are the benefits? You begin to put value in the right places. Look at Matthew 6.21. Matthew 6.21 says what? Wherever your, your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. If your heart is not guarded, eh, you will be walking on the Sahara Desert, on the Malata Market Bola. Your heart will be going everywhere because you think that is where hope is coming from. But where your treasure is, if your treasure is in heaven, your heart will be there. So, so you realize that the benefit of having a good heart is that it protects you from going the wrong places. It protects you from loving the wrong things. It protects you from seeing your brother as your brother. Your sister as your sister. You will not be talking with them and smiling with them. And you stab them in the back. The church will become the church of God. A church where there is conviviality. A church where there is joy. A church where there is honesty. I desire this for Harvest Missions Chapel. I desire this for this church. So that when people are being chased from their workplace. And they come to church. They are ah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. I just wanted to be in church. That is why David said, better is one day in your court than thousands elsewhere. We shouldn't pollute the church because we need to have a place where we can run to. Aren't we tired of all this? You go to church and it's, it's even worse. You go to church today and the, the bickering, the fighting, the gossip, the, it's worse than the world. What kind of church are we building for Christ? If you are here and you are that, may the Lord have mercy on you. Somebody will look at a lady who is not married and say, worry, dressing here. In the church. What kind of thing? What kind of life is that? You look at your brother and then be doing in I don't even know how to do that. You'll be treating people in the church. There's a lady who loved to prophesy every time. Bata, bata, bata. Memba, memba, memba. And one day when she started, memba, memba, there's someone saying, Then he said, Memba, who said, mm. The Holy, who said, The Holy Spirit doesn't like. Mm. Let's finish. Let's finish. When your heart is guided, you always feel renewed. You always feel renewed. People will not know why you are happy. You say, sister, where did I tell your stress in energy? But the joy of the Lord, 
the joy of the Lord. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what is God's will. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. You always feel renewed. You find true happiness when you guard your heart. Psalm 37, verse 4. It said, take delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. True happiness is in God. People of God, if you are chasing happiness from somewhere, please, I'm here to counsel you. You are rescued from pain. What do I mean by that? Look at Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So, the world will come against you, but you are rescued from the pain of the world. The next one is you experience real love. You experience real love when you guard your heart. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died real. You experience not fake love, real love. Then the final thing is that you become fearless. You feel fearless. Because your heart is guarded. You know, sometimes if your Jesus is on your heart, the little thing will cause you to faint. But when the Lord is on your side, you always are strong to confront the devil. Look at John 14, 27. It's peace I live with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled over the conditions of our hearts. I don't know about you, but I want to go to heaven. I want to live for God. Because this world, eh, the world is wicked and mean. If you leave yourself to the things of this world, you'll be in trouble. May the Lord have mercy on us. And I'm not talking about whether you have fallen into sin or what. Grace is sufficient. We are going to pray with every head bowed and eyes closed. Wherever you are, you feel like, God, I need you to work on my heart. That's the kind of prayer we are going to pray. God, I need you. God, I need you. God, I need you. Let the conditions of my heart align with your will for me. Lift your voice and begin to pray and ask God for grace. Ask God for grace. Ask God for mercy. Shando karababa lama sandaya. Sebarabalebe sandaya. Bore kababa sundarababalabaya. Legasure ando kasandalabaya. Hmm.
our voice in repentance before God. Open your mouth and repent. The Bible says, if you confess your sins, I am faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Lord, my heart is not good. My heart is, is, is contaminated. I have allowed what people have done against me to determine the content of my heart. And today I pray that you forgive me, Lord. Let your voice in. Pray to God. That's God. This is between you and God. This is between you and God. The Holy Spirit is calling us unto repentance. Lord, I pray. I repent. I repent of my evil ways, oh God. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Give me grace to walk this walk. Give me grace to love you more than Lord, deliver me from my most difficult sin, oh God. The sin that easily besets me. We are all going to say a prayer together wherever you are. If you haven't accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, sometimes we take it for granted that everybody is born again. And you want to accept him today, I want to make sure that you are covered before we do this confession. Wherever you are, give me, show me your right hand if you are yet to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. You want to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Show me your right hand. Show me wherever you are. If you are at the back. Yes. Let me see your right hand if you want to accept Jesus. Oh yes, I can see two people outside. Ushers, please bring them in. Let me pray for them. Guide them here. The two ladies out. Please come and let me pray with you. Shando Rababakuri ando Gazira Babala Masondaya. Bandere Gazondiri and Sunday. Oh Jesus, we thank you for your presence in this place. Oh yes, oh yes. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Today, God is going to change you. God is going to turn you around. Put your two hands together. And say this after me, Lord Jesus, I need you coming to my heart. Take over my heart. Forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these ones that have accepted you as Lord and Savior. I break the power of sin over their lives. I pray that henceforth, oh God, your heart will be taken over for you. Lord, change them, turn them around, and let them begin to love you. Give them grace to forsake the world and to look up to you, the altar and finisher of their faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You are born again. Follow this pastor. He will tell you something, okay? God bless you. Put your hands together for God. Now the rest of us... The rest of us, please put your hands on your chest and say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Take over my heart. Break the stony heart and give me the heart of flesh. Repair my heart. Take impurities out of my heart. Be the governor of my heart so that I can live for you. In Jesus' name. Slap your hands and lift a shout to God. Thanks for tuning in. We believe you've been blessed by today's word. For video recordings of teachings by Reverend Alijah, visit our Facebook page at Harvest Missions Chapel. For prayers and counseling, kindly call or WhatsApp the numbers 0244-865-523 or 054-230-3868 To share your testimonies or to support the ministry in cash or kind, contact us on 0244-865-523